Welcome to Streams in the Desert Live, an interactive prophetic talk show with pastor, evangelist, and prophetic teacher, Dana Bohansky, senior pastor of Streams in the Desert Ministries and House Church, where we look at the headlines of our daily news in light of Bible prophecy and give you, the listener, an opportunity to call in to ask questions and share information regarding the signs of the times. This ministry is dedicated to the preaching and teaching of the unadulterated word of the one and only true and living God under the power and anointing of God's Holy Ghost. Streams in the Desert Live is an expansion of Streams in the Desert Ministries. Now, here's your host, Pastor Dana. Read the book of Revelations for yourself. Tribulation. I don't want to be here. Shalom and blessings in the name of the Lord Jesus. This is Pastor Dana, and I once again would like to thank you for joining me today, November 3rd, 2021, for the Streams in the Desert Live Internet Radio Broadcast, coming to you from the beautiful Streams in the Desert Live home studio via StarWorldWideNetworks.com, where we look at the headlines of our daily news in light of Bible prophecy. Today's topic title is chaos rising. But before we get started, let us pray. Lord God, we humbly come before your throne and bow down spiritually speaking. We thank you for this time of fun and fellowship and seriousness, Lord, and the word that you have prepared and ordained for this hour. Lord God, we ask that you send the power working and anointing of your Holy Spirit to permeate these digital airwaves to take your word around the world to uh, deal with the hearts and minds and spirits of your people who need to be ready, watching, waiting, and praying for the imminent return of your one and only begotten Son, who is Jesus Christ. For it is 11.59 in split seconds just before the imminent return of the Lord and only Savior of all mankind, who is there again, none other than the Lord Jesus Christ. Lord Jesus, thank you for taking my place upon the cross of Calvary, and by your stripes I am healed. And Holy Spirit, have your way in this day. In Jesus' precious and holy name we pray, amen and amen. Well, folks, greetings to you all once again from wherever you are in the world as you join me, your host, Pastor Dana, today for another compelling episode of Streams in the Desert Live Internet Radio Broadcast. As we open the show for today, it is with scripture found in Matthew chapter 24, verses 34 through 39, where the Lord Jesus Christ begins by stating, Verily I say unto you, this generation shall not pass till all these things be fulfilled. Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my words shall not pass away. But of the day and hour knoweth no man, no, not the angels of heaven, but my Father only. But as the days of Noah were, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. For as in the days that were before the flood... They were eating and drinking and marrying and giving in marriage until the day that Noah entered into the ark and knew not until the flood came and took them all 
away. So shall also the coming of the Son of Man be, says the Lord Jesus Christ. My friends, as we near the end of this year called 2021, I am once again compelled to sound the alarm concerning the God-breathed mandate for the upcoming year of 2022, which is that the year 2022 will be the year of the beginning of chaos. Considering how many times in the last few weeks that the Lord God has had me to bring up the fact that the year 2022 will be the year of the beginning of chaos, I do believe that it is high time that we take time and see exactly what the word means that so many people along with the Lord God are now using to describe the times that we are just about to come into. The word chaos means disorder, confusion, bedlam, anarchy, and pandemonium. Now, as I look at the meaning of these words. There was one, my friends, that really stuck out to me, which is anarchy. Why, you say? Because in a nutshell, the word anarchy seems to touch on all that is on the hearts and minds of the people, not only in America, but the world over. The word, the word anarchy means disorder, chaos, lawlessness, and revolution. And the word revolution means rebellion, revolt, uprising, upheaval, and cataclysm. And the word cataclysm means disaster, calamity, and catastrophe. And the word catastrophe means devastation. And destruction. My friends, all of the aforementioned is what is just about to take place, not only in America, but the world over. And at the same time, for us here today, sets the stage for our first piece of the day, written by Mr. Michael Snyder, author of The Economic collapseblog.com dated November 1st, 2021, titled Just in Time for the Holidays, the biggest mandate of all is about to go into effect. Of which Mr. Schneider begins thusly by stating, what a joyful time of the year this is going to be for the countless families that are about to experience a job loss. He says, you would think that Joe Biden's rapidly plummeting poll numbers would cause him to rethink his absurd mandates, but that hasn't happened. Instead, says Mr. Schneider, he is, he is and has chosen to stubbornly move forward, and the consequences are going to be absolutely disastrous. As Mr. Snyder continues, he shares, earlier today, I watched a heartbreaking video of a pandemic hero being marched out of a hospital in California because her religious exemption was denied. She admits that she could soon lose her house as a result, but freedom is more important to her. 
Sadly, says the writer, similar scenes are about to be repeated over and over again all across the country because the biggest mandate of them all is about to be implemented. According to senior White House correspondent for CBS News, it appears that the OSHA mandate will go into effect in just a few days. OSHA has finished developing a rule that compels companies with 100 plus employees to require vaccines or regular testing. It also requires employers to provide paid time to workers to get vaccinated and to recover from any side effects. The rule will go into effect in days. Mr. Snyder then says it has been eliminated, eliminated, it has been estimated that, I wish it was eliminated, it has been estimated that the OSHA mandate will cover somewhere around 80 million American workers. Just before going on to say, as the new regulations start to be enforced, countless Americans will choose to willingly leave their jobs or countless others will be ruthlessly terminated for not complying. Needless to say, this is going to cause enormous nightmares in industry after industry. For example, he says, we already we are already in the midst of the worst supply chain crisis in U.S. history. The logistic companies are warning that the OSHA mandate will make things much, much worse. Logistics companies and industries ranging from trucking to warehouses are warning that President Joe Biden's vaccine mandate will cause further supply chain backlogs. Groups representing them say substantial numbers of their employees are unvaccinated and may quit or be let go at the height of the holiday season. At this point, Mr. Schneider interjects, even if he purposely wanted to be eat this evil, why in the world would Biden want to make our supply chain headaches far more painful right as we are entering the busiest time of the year? He continues by stating that it doesn't make any sense. Because of the epic worker shortage that we are currently experiencing, replacing employees that are lost is going to be exceedingly difficult. Oh, my friends, not going to be as exceedingly difficult as finding the properly trained employees to do the job because many of them come with uh, degrees that can't just be whipped up out of nowhere. Mr. Steider further states that we are already dealing with a shortage of approximately 80,000, yes, 80,000 truckers. And the ATA is openly warning that the OSHA mandate will create a workforce crisis for our industry. American Trucking Associations has sent a letter to the Biden administration expressing grave concern over the potential damage that the president's plan for a COVID-19 vaccine mandate for many businesses, including trucking companies, could cause for the country. 
While much of the country was sequestered in their homes, the trucking industry served its essential function and did so successfully with safety standards developed by public health experts, said the October 21st letter signed by ATA President Chris Speer. Now, placing vaccination mandates on employers, which in turn force employees to be vaccinated, will create a workforce crisis for our industry and the communities, families, and businesses we serve. Moving ahead, Mr. Snyder shares, we aren't just talking about the loss of a few thousand truck drivers. According to the ATA, we could potentially be facing the loss of, wait for it, wait for it, wait for it, of 37% of all truck drivers in the entire nation. The Federation warns that motor carriers it represents who it said supply 80% of the country and move 70% of the freight tonnage could lose up to 37% of their drivers. To which Mr. Snyder's reply is 37%. Just before going on to add, if you think that store shelves are empty now, just wait until that happens. Next, Mr. Snyder shares that the retail industry is also in a state of panic because of the upcoming mandate. Besides trucking, retailers are also concerned the mandate could trigger resignations in an industry also short on workers, according to a lobbyist at the Retail Industry Leaders Association, um, Evan Armstrong said. It has been a hectic holiday season already. As you know, with supply chain struggles, Armstrong told CNBC after a meeting with White House officials last Monday. This is a difficult uh, policy to implement. It would be even more difficult during the holiday season. Mr. Schneider then points out that retailers are already uh, really struggling to staff their stores in many areas of the country. Just before going on to say, this new mandate certainly will not help matters. Then, in switching gears, Mr. Snyder points out that the U.S. military has their own mandates that are in the process of being implemented. And this week, we learned that large numbers of Marines could be on the verge of being kicked out of the military. The Corps, the Corps will kick out every Marine who refuses the COVID-19 vaccine and fails to receive an approved exemption by the November 28th deadline. A new administrative message said, barring an approved administrative medical or religious accommodation or a pending appeal, Marines who fail to meet the deadline will be processed for administrative separation. The Marad men said, Listen to this, my friends. General court martial convening authorities will, quote, 
retain authority to take any additional adverse administrative or disciplinary action deemed appropriate. To which Mr. Snyder replies, as well as mine, my friends, frankly, this makes me sick. Mr. Snyder then continues by asking, we are already going to do, he says, are we really going to do this around Thanksgiving? Just before going on to ask, how uh, heartless are these people? After our military has been gutted, I hope, he says, that no major conflicts such as Taiwan or anything, my friends, uh, suddenly erupts, he says, because our ability to go to war will be greatly diminished. Just before going on to say something very chilling and profound, when he states, in so many ways, this moment represents a fundamental turning point for the United States and nothing will ever be the same after this. He then continues by sharing, personally, I have never been more disgusted with the Democratic Party than I am right now. And countless others feel the same way, he says. He further states that if you doubt this, check out these poll results. Independents believe that the Democratic Party, more than the Republican Party, is the biggest, is the bigger threat to American democracy. But see, there's a problem with that, too, because we're not supposed to be a democracy. We're not supposed to be a democracy, my friends. We're supposed to be a republic. Never mind. Another show. According to an NPR PBS NewsHour uh, Morris poll released on Monday, in response to the question in general, which party do you think is the bigger threat to democracy in the United States? 41% of independents said the Democratic Party, while 37% said the Republican Party. You know what I say, my friends? I say 100% of both parties, because if you're not one of them, you shouldn't be there, because they are destroying the country. And not only them, it's the puppeteers behind them. They're only the puppets. There's one behind them that pulls their strings. They're all puppets. And so therefore, my friends, in both parties, if you don't want to be a puppet, you shouldn't be there. As Mr. Snyder moves to close his piece, my friends, he states, the sort of mandates that are now being pushed on all of us have absolutely no place in civilized society. He further states that if you have lost a job or are about to lose a job, I want you to know that you are not alone. There are millions upon millions of other Americans that still believe in freedom, and we shall not bow our knees before these tyrants. Mm. And on that most jarring and sobering of notes, my friends, I will be right back after the break so that we may continue our trek into Chaos Rising. We have raised our hopes in our cities high. We have followed fragile dreams high. 
Jesus Christ, the one and only true, and 
living God's one and only begotten Son, who is Lord, Master, Savior, soon-coming King, and Messiah to those who belong to you. Okay, now, my friends, as we move into the second half of our show for today, um, we have thus far looked into the secular or worldly side of that which is now beginning to take place here upon this planet called Earth. But, my friends, at this point, it is high time and way past time that we look at the situation of our current world from a spiritual and prophetic point of view. With that said, I um, I can think of no one in our time better to ponder, prophetically speaking, with uh, concerning the current situation of our world than he who Mr. Snyder writes about in our second and last piece of the day. This piece was as well penned by Mr. Michael Snyder, author of uh, the most important news.com, the end of the American dream, which is where I think this one came from.com. But he is the author of the most important news.com, the economic blah, uh, collapse blog.com, and the um, end of American dream.com. So, whichever one you pick, he has fabulous work. Uh, the most important news.com, he is the author of that one concerning this um, piece, which was also written on November 1st, 2021, and is titled, is the dream unfolding in New York, setting the stage for David Wilkerson's Thousand Fires prophecy to be fulfilled? Of which Mr. Snyder begins by sharing, New York Mayor Bill de Blasio has decided that purging thousands upon thousands of important municipal workers will make the city a safer place, uh, but instead could actually be setting the stage for complete and utter chaos. Earlier today, says Mr. Schneider, when I visited Steve Quayle's website, um, my friends, I must stop at this point to insert a note to my Streams in the Desert Live audience, which is that this ministry neither endorses nor recommends Steve Quayle's website. With that said, as we move ahead, Mr. Snyder continues by stating, I noticed that he had mentioned David Wilkerson's prophecy about widespread fires in New York City. Mr. Snyder then says, I instantly remembered the prophecy that he was talking about. I decided to go look it up again. For those that are not familiar with it, here is the relevant portion of that particular prophecy. For 10 years, I have been warning about a thousand fires coming to New York City that will engulf the whole megaplex including areas of New Jersey and Connecticut. Major cities all across America will experience riots and blazing fires, such as we saw in the Watts, Los Angeles area 
years ago. Mr. Schneider at this point interjects that some have uh, suggested that the widespread writing that we witnessed in 2020 was at least a partial fulfillment of this prophecy. He then goes on to say, I believe that those riots were just the beginning. Just before going on to say, we haven't seen a thousand fires burning simultaneously in New York City yet. But a great way to set the stage for such an event would be to dramatically reduce the number of firefighters. I do agree with Mr. Snyder, my friends, but it may mean literal fires as well as fires, figuratively speaking. As Mr. Snyder continues, he shares, unfortunately, that is precisely what is happening right now. Just check out these numbers. New York City has issued a statewide call for firefighters from both Long Island and upstate New York. As one-third of city firefighters remain unvaccinated ahead of the November 1st, three days gone now, my friends, deadline, leaving 26 firehouses shuttered. You know, my friends, in 2004, the Lord told me uh, to pay attention always as going forward to the numbers 6, 16, and 26. And, and it just happens to be 26 right here, right now, in a situation that is very in your face at, at this time. It, you know, it's just amazing how the Lord points things out to you. He says, about 72% of the FDNY workers have been vaccinated ahead of the November uh, 1st deadline, meaning that up to 4,000 workers may be terminated from the department. Next, Mr. Snyder says, if civil unrest erupts and rioters are suddenly setting hundreds of fires all over the city, uh, would the FDNY have the resources to deal with such a crisis? Just before going on to say, hmm, I think that that is that he says, I think that this is definitely an open question at this point. Mr. Schneider continues by saying, now that the November 1st deadline has passed, there are going to be a lot fewer police officers and ambulances on the streets of New York as well. He then points out that Bill de Blasio is entirely convinced that everything will be just fine. Most people who are following Satan do feel that way, my friends, because they've got the wool pulled over their eyes. And to that, Mr. Snyder says, and so say I, my friends, we shall see. Mr. Snyder, now switching gears, states, meanwhile, cities on the West Coast are wrestling with similar issues. He says in Los Angeles County, officials are facing a potential loss of 20 to 30 percent of their police force. Los Angeles County Sheriff uh, Alex uh, Villaueva continues to rail against the county's vaccine, vaccine mandate. Warning, it is causing a mass exodus in his department and threatens the public safety at a time when, get this, my friends, violent crime is on the rise. Imagine that. He says, I have repeatedly stated the dangers to public safety with 20 to 30 percent of my workforce 
when 20 to 30% of my workforce is no longer able to provide service. And those dangers are quickly becoming a reality, Villaweva said in a prepared statement that he posted on social media last week. We are experiencing an increase of unscheduled retirements, workmen's compensation claims, employees quitting, and a reduction in qualified applicants. Once again, my friends, Mr. Snyder echoes, do you think that the streets of Southern California will be safer or less safe once close to a third of all police officers are gone? The answer to that, he says, is quite obvious. But just before going on, he says, another area of the country uh, that are also dealing with growing shortages of law enforcement personnel um, are places like, uh, for example, says Mr. Snyder, just check out what is happening in Georgia. At a Georgia State House of Representative hearing on prison conditions in September, a corrections officer called in to testify, interrupting his shift to tell uh, lawmakers how dire conditions had become. On a good day, he told lawmakers, he had maybe six or seven officers to supervise roughly uh, 1,200 people. He said he had recently been assigned to look after 400 prisoners by himself. There weren't enough nurses to provide medical care either. Mr. Snyder then says, of which I do have to agree with my friends, those numbers are crazy. Moving ahead, Mr. Schneider shares, as more mandates go into effect all over the nation, personnel shortages are only going to become even more dire. He continues by stating, the people that we rely on to maintain order are going to be stretched really, really thin. And such and such, he says, an environment is an invitation for, wait for it, chaos. He further states that in recent years, our nation has been transformed into a tinderbox of anger and frustration. As the riots of 2020 demonstrated, rioting can spread nationwide in just a matter of days under certain circumstances. He as well goes on to say, and now, thanks to these new mandates, our major cities are going to be a whole lot less capable of dealing with unrest than they were previously. According, I mean, continuing on, Mr. Snyder said, in 2009, Mr. Snyder says that in his 2009 blog discussing this prophecy, David Wilkerson offered some practical advice. Now, my friends, if you haven't listened to anything else that's been going on in this whole program, which I hope you have been because the Lord is at work here, he's still at work, and I really want you to hear this part because this is what David Wilkerson, who has since passed on into glory in 2011, hit head on by a, a semi-truck, he and his wife, and he was killed instantly, okay? But his prophecies from the Lord live on because they're about to happen. And he lives on as well because he's in glory with the Lord right now, waiting for us. 
In two in his 2009 blog post discussing this prophecy, David Wilkerson offered some practical advice. First, I give you a practical word I received for my own direction. If possible, lay in store 30-day supply of non-perishable food, toiletries, and other essentials. In major cities, grocery stores are emptied in an hour at the sign of an impending disaster. Pastor Wilkerson then goes on to share, as for our spiritual reaction, we have but two options. This is outlined, he said, in Psalms chapter 11. We flee like a bird to your mountain, as stated in verse 1. Or as David says, he fixed his eyes, as in King David, that is, my friends. He fixed his eyes upon the Lord on his throne in heaven. His eyes beholding, his eyelids testing the sons of men, as stated in verse 4. In the Lord I take refuge, as seen there again in verse 1, says Pastor Wilkerson, who goes on to share, I will say to my soul, no need to run, no need to hide. This is God's righteous work. I will behold our Lord on his throne with his eyes of tender, loving kindness, watching over every step I take trusting that he will deliver his people even through floods, fires, calamities, tests, and trials of all kinds. To that, Mr. Snyder says, and so say I, once again, my friends, I very much agree with his assessment. Mr. Snyder continues by stating, now that we have entered a period of time when so many prophecies are on the verge of being fulfilled, doing what you can to prepare physically for what is ahead should be a priority. Mr. Snyder then says, but of course, spiritual preparation is even more important. Just before going on to say, those of us that belong to Jesus do not have to fear what is coming or what is to come, my friends. God knew about all of this in advance. He is in control, and he has a plan. And those of us that have read the end of the book know that we win in the end. Mr. Schneider continues by stating, but those that do not know Jesus definitely have reason to fear. Everything that they have built their lives upon will crumble. And even if they are able to somehow survive the years ahead, it will seem like the world has gone absolutely mad all around them. Mr. Snyder then adds this grim but true statement. We are going to see so much panic, depression, and despair during the times that are coming. People will be throwing themselves off bridges. Some will throw themselves in front of trains and others will try to kill themselves with whatever pills they can find. As Mr. Snyder moves to bring his piece to a close, he says, I want to tell as many people as I possibly can that there is hope in Jesus. 
He continues by sharing that Jesus died on the cross to pay the price for your sins and mine too, my friends. And if you will give your life to him, your sins will be forgiven and you will have eternal life. There it is in a nutshell, my friends, a simple word that says it all. That is why Jesus came. That's what he did. And that's what can happen for you if you so choose. Mr. Snyder, in closing, says, I know that this is not a particularly popular message today, but it is the most important message that I could ever share with you. Jesus is the answer for whatever problems you are facing. And if you will surrender your life to him, you will be given endless hope and a very bright future. My friends, all that we are now seeing taking place, not only here in America, but the world over, is a culmination of centuries upon centuries of unrepented sin that has finally overflown, overflowed rather, and is overflowing to the point that the Lord God will now have to let the evil of this present world snuff itself out. I do not say this lightly, my friends, but at the same time, you must realize that this comes as no surprise to the Lord God. For he knew from the very beginning of this world that this appointed time would arrive when he would have to allow the evil that permeates this present world to implode upon itself. That is, that is carried out, my friends, and has been century over century by way of the reprobate minds and spirits of men and women of this world, both past and present, and future for as long as we are here, as they are propelled by Satan himself. My friends, it is for this very reason that the Lord God sent his one and only begotten Son, who is Jesus Christ, to die upon the cross of Calvary by way of the shedding of his precious and holy blood for the covering and remission of the sins of all mankind. But, uh, my friends, it is of all mankind that will in the end choose eternal life through the Lord Jesus Christ over a life of sin, which only leads to death, destruction, and eternal damnation with Satan in the soon coming lake of fire. My friends, I do not know what the future holds. And things aren't always as they appear. But I do know the one who holds the future. And as I have shared with you many, many times, the word of God says, today is the day of salvation. My friends, 
we need to be ready, watching, and waiting for the imminent return of the Lord Jesus Christ, because all of this that's taking place in our world is just turning into a great crescendo. It's it's this mighty end to all these years that we've been allowed to be up on the face of this planet. But the Lord knew that there would come this day when we'd need a Savior, my friends. And that's why he had sent already his Son, his one and only begotten Son, who is Jesus Christ, to take our place upon the cross of Calvary. Because we've been born into sin, my friends. We're born sinners. We don't just... Uh, we don't just turn into sinners. We're born sinners. We turn into followers of the Lord Jesus Christ when we relinquish our life to the Lord Jesus Christ. You know, my friends, uh, no baby wakes up uh, when they're two or three years old saying uh, without training that they love Jesus. But they will sure get in your face and say, no, I will not do that. They will be defiant. And they will be rebellious if they're not taught different. My friends, today is the day of salvation. We need to be ready because, you know, it's just like a story I read earlier today. And it just happened right down the street from my house. A young man of 19 and a young woman of 18 were out on the weekend and unfortunately, they were driving with their lights off in a very high-powered type car. I mean, by the name of the car, you know what kind of powered holds. But they were driving erratically. And at the same time, they had no lights on. And they were hit and instantly killed, both of them. Just not even six months out of graduating from high school, seemingly having their whole life before them, making their plans. But the thing that saddened me the most, because I didn't know them personally, but when I read that they were boyfriend and girlfriend and they had just moved in together. Do you know what that means, my friends? That's the way they went out of here, committing fornication. Fornication is a sin against your own body that God does not allow or approve of. So, my friends, we can pretty well think of where they might be today. I know it's tough, but if you don't get ready now, if you don't toughen up spiritually, if you don't receive the Lord Jesus Christ, and if you don't start understanding the difference between wrong and right, good and bad, acceptable and unexpected, acceptable unto the Lord, you're going to be left behind. You're going to suffer the fate of whether it's taking the mark of the beast and then being dropped off into the lake of fire at the return of the Lord Jesus Christ in his second coming, or you're going to be just ate up with being part of the Antichrist system and still yet, in the end, end up in the lake of fire, my friends. I don't know what else to say, except this is what Jesus said about why he came. 
In John chapter 3, verses 16 through 18, Jesus tells us, For God, who is, who is his Father in heaven, my friends, for God so loved the world, the world is in a reference to people who are sinners, because we're all born sinners, my friends. For God so loved the world, or maybe we can read it, for God so loved sinners, that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish. Because there was a way to be redeemed through Jesus Christ unto the Lord God. And without him, you're a sinner on your way to hell and then into the lake of fire. That is the very truth. I can't change it. It's what the word of God says. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. That's the promise. For God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world, the sinners of the world, in the world, through him, who is Jesus Christ, might be saved. You know why it says might be saved, my friends? Because you still have to make a choice. God had every person with a little place in their heart that's only made for the Lord Jesus Christ. And if you never fill that with the Lord Jesus Christ, then you're on your way to the lake of fire. That's all there is to it. It's called you. God gave every man, woman, and child upon the face of this planet a free will. So therefore, you choose where you're going to spend your eternity. No one else chooses it for you. He says, but he that believeth on him, believeth on who? Believeth on Jesus Christ, is not condemned. That's because Jesus came to save us, my friends. But the same word of God goes on to say, but he that believeth not, not believeth not what? Believeth not on the Lord Jesus Christ and follow him, my friends. But he that believeth not is condemned already, says the Lord God. Why? Because everybody's born a sinner. And if you never change that in your life from being a sinner to being a follower of the Lord Jesus Christ in good standing with him, then you're on your way to the lake of fire. But he that believeth not is condemned already, says the word of God, not me, my friends. And here's why. It says, because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten son of God. My friends, there are many sons and daughters of the Lord Jesus Christ who come to God, okay? But the fact is, is there only one begotten son of God that was, in, that was uh, implanted in the womb of Mary by the overshadowing of God's Holy Spirit and not by the seed of any man upon the face of this planet. Jesus in John chapter 14, verses 1 through 6, as well reminds us of these promises. When he begins by stating, Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God. Believe also in me. Jesus said, in my father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I, Jesus said, would have told you. I, Jesus said, go to prepare a place for you. And if I, Jesus said, go and prepare a place for you, I, Jesus said, will come again and receive you unto myself that where I am, the great I am, 
where I am, there ye may be also, Jesus said. And whether I go, Jesus said, you know. And the way, which means method, my friends, ye know. Thomas said unto him, Lord, we know not whether thou goest, and how can we know the way or the method? Well, Jesus, he just about probably wanted to faint in some ways after they just spent three years walking with him. Jesus said unto him, I am the way, I am the method, the truth, and the life. No man come cometh unto the Father but by me. My friends, and as for all of those who think that they will enter into heaven, or in other words, into eternal life without a personal relationship with the Lord and only Savior of all mankind, who there again is none other than the Lord Jesus Christ, the word of God has this to say concerning that matter, which is found in Revelation chapter 20, verses 11 through 15, spoken by John the Revelator, who opens this segment of scripture propelled by way of the power working and anointing of the one and only true and living God's Holy Spirit, of whom states by the mouth of John, and I saw a great white throne, and him that sat on it from whose face the earth and heaven fled away, and there was found no place for them. And I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God, and the books did you notice books with an S on it were opened and another book was opened, which is the book of life and the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books according to not what Jesus did on the cross, my friends, but as the Bible says, according to their works, which are as filthy rags to the Lord God and are not received unless you uh, are under the power and uh, blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. My friends, it's not our works that get us to heaven. It is the power working and anointing of God's Holy Spirit as we are propelled to do the works that the Lord God has prepared for us that Jesus made possible for us through his death, burial, and resurrection to be received by God as acceptable unto him. Because when he looks at us, who belong to the Lord Jesus Christ, he doesn't see us. He sees his precious one and only begotten son because God cannot look upon sin, my friends. So if you're not covered with the blood of Jesus, spiritually speaking, God cannot look at you. He couldn't even look at Jesus on the cross because he was laden with the sins of this world. The word of God continues by saying, And the sea gave up the dead which were in it, and death and hell delivered up the dead which were in them, and they were judged every man according to their works. And death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. The second death, my friends, is to forever be separated from God, Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit, and everybody who ever tried to tell you that you were in need of a personal relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ or you were not going to have eternal life. You're going to have eternal damnation in the lake of fire. This is the second death, says the word of God. And whosoever was not found written in the book of life, says the word of God was cast 
into the lake of fire. You know, it says right here, and whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire, which is a very wonderfully interesting statement, my friends, because this this scene hasn't taken place yet. It happens after the thousand-year millennial reign of the Lord Jesus Christ. But you only have right now to get it right before the, the Lord Jesus Christ comes in the rapture. And this world, as we have known it, is taken over by the Lord Jesus Christ. And all those during the time of great tribulation are wiped off of it. And then the Lord Jesus Christ will set up his thousand-year reign of peace upon this earth. Okay, my friends, you don't always have more time. You should always look at the fact that Jesus could come at any moment, like right now. Would you be ready? Honestly, my friends, would you be ready? That's between you and God. But there's one formula, and there's only one formula that works, and that is to ask the Lord Jesus Christ to forgive you of your sins to uh, bring you into the family of God. Because without it, if you're not spiritually covered with the precious and holy shed blood of the Lord Jesus Christ, the Lord God cannot receive you, not even if he wanted to. And he does not want anyone to perish. He created us all, but some have gone astray and decided to go to the side of the enemy and adversary of God, who is Satan. And the Lord can do nothing about it. He's done everything, including giving up his one and only begotten son. And then raising him from the dead so that we could have eternal life. It's a powerful gift. And it's the only one that could, Jesus Christ is the only one who could ever give it to us, my friends. With that said, it says that, Whoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. My friends, today is the day of salvation. In Romans chapter 10, it tells you in verses 9 through 13, which you're going to have to read yourself because I am out of time. But it is the roadmap to eternal life with the Lord Jesus Christ. Read it for yourself. Romans chapter 10, verses 9 through 13. Let us pray. Lord God, thank you for this time that we've had here today. It's been a hard word, Lord God, but it is one that's needed in this hour because we can't candy coat anything anymore because this whole world is totally out of control and gone crazy. And there is no more... Uh, there's no more fairness, Lord God. It's only what the what the evil of this world wants. And for those who want eternal life, they're going to have to be ready to get out of here at your call. We love you and praise you and give you all the glory. And I pray that each and every person will take the time to read Romans chapter 10, verses 9 through 13. Examine themselves and be ready, watching and waiting for your imminent return, Lord Jesus. In Jesus' precious and holy name we pray, amen and amen. With that said, my friends, it's a wrap. May the Lord bless thee and keep thee. The Lord make his face to shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee his perfect shalom or peace. Shalom and blessings until we meet again. 
Examine the headlines of our daily news in light of Bible prophecy. Streams in the Desert Live thanks you for listening, for your phone calls, emails, and as always, your generous love offerings in support of this internet radio broadcast. You may also visit or email Streams in the Desert Ministries, home of Streams in the Desert Live, by way of the website or Facebook page, which can be easily found on the StarWorldWideNetworks.com Streams in the Desert landing page. Until next week, Streams in the Desert Live bids you all much love in Jesus and that the peace of the Lord Jesus be unto you all now and always. And remember, if you're not serving Jesus now, what makes you think you'll be doing it later in heaven?